There. Now I think it's on. Might have been on the whole time. Sorry if you had to hear me sing. Um, that's, that's why we have a really good sound guy in the back. It's always fun to watch your keyboardist go off with the preschoolers. Um, so, anyways. We have a lot to cover and a really short time to cover. So, are you guys ready? We've been talking about margins. And the idea behind margins in is as we begin... Uh, our, our new year, 2018, is to create room for God to move in your life. And what we said is that God moves in the margins. God moves in those spaces. So let me just remind you of the definition that we gave for margin. Margin is the space between where you operate and your capacity. And every time I say that, I know there are some people that are saying, isn't that the same thing? Because that's what our world says. Our world says, go for the gusto. I think that's a beer commercial, is it? Sorry. It says go. Sometimes I have these little flashbacks. Um, go for the gusto. Um, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on, on the can, if you've not ever heard that. To, 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 to live full out. Um, YOLO. Who, who knows what YOLO is? You only live once, right? So because you only live once, you guys need to get on Facebook. And then realize you're behind, and it's now Slapchat and Instagram. It's Snapchat, actually. I like Slapface better. But anyways, so, so our world says that we are to go at full tilt, all out, all the time. Get all you can. Don't waste a second. And the Bible talks about that, to redeem the time, not to waste it. But we get fooled into thinking that we are supposed to live at capacity. And that is not the way God's designed us. We see it in the beginning. Uh, when God created the heavens and the earth for six days, he worked, and on the seventh day he rested, not because he was tired. He did that for his creation so that we have a model. And then he told us in Exodus and again in Deuteronomy when the law is, is given a second time that, that we are to, to create space. And, and last week we talked about that in, in the, the, the context of time. He got kicked out of the preschool, I know. Uh, in the context of time and, and how we're supposed to create space in our, create margin in our time. And, and the Sabbath is the principle that we talked about then. That we work for six days and then we rest a day. And, and I challenged you last week. I, I hope you're able to do that. I challenged you to set aside one hour a day where you just do nothing. Or at least that you have nothing planned. Just just one hour to just breathe. <sighs> and you... You don't have to raise your hands, but, but hopefully you're able to do that, some of you. Maybe not every single day, but, but to get into that pattern. Just to have an hour just to decompress. Some of you have to start out that way in the morning. I just need an hour. I'm an early morning guy. I like to get up early, but here's what I like to do. I like to get up early and just sit in the quiet and drink my coffee next to the wood-burning stove, especially on days like today. I just like that. So one hour a day, and then one evening a week. Plan so you have one evening a week with nothing to do and have dinner together. I know, weird, isn't it? Who does that anymore? Well, hopefully you did this last week. Just an evening where you just say, we don't have anything planned. Oh, we can go outside and chop wood. No, that's one of the things I warned you, that something is going to want to fill that 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 space there's an opportunity that'll rise and the other thing i asked you to do was to plan one day a month 
that you don't have anything planned and you can just relax. And I know, I know that feels so wasteful. Here's what I like to do. I like to not get out of my jammies that day. And I like to drink coffee until I think my head is spinning. And just relax. And, and, and I know as I say that even to you, even to me, my dad brought up four really hard-working people, and that was what he taught us. I grew up in a grocery store, basically. We know how to work hard. And that feels so weird to say, what would you do today? Nothing. I just sat around on my jammies. And some of you, you're going, you sluggard. Which is actually part of the verse we're going to read today. But I challenge you, if you, didn't, if you weren't able to do that with your time, I would just encourage you to keep working at it. One hour a day, one evening a week, and one day a month. Now, now that's not even in the, in the Bible it tells us to relax one day a week. So I was like just trying to help you along the path there. So today we're going to talk about something I know you've been waiting for. Whenever we introduce this idea of margins, you're saying, I hope he talks about money. I know, you were, weren't you? I, I got emails. No, I didn't. Um, and so today we're going to talk really quickly about your finances. And, and, and I know we, we had an opportunity for you this morning um, that, that you, can, you can take a, a bottle and fill it up. And, and some of you may be thinking, man, that's a really good cause. This is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday where, where we realize even our Sunday school lesson, if you're following uh, Lifeway like we do, was really about valuing life. That, that's what it's, we're talking about. And, and you're going, man, that's a good cause. I don't have any extra money. Anybody have any extra money? Don't raise your hand, because I, I would notice. <laughs> uh, anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, but I will. Anybody ever find that what you have sometimes is a little bit more month at the end of your money? Does that ever happen to you? Your money's gone, you got some month left, and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, there, there may be times where you think, man, I would love to do that, but I just don't have any extra money. In fact, extra money sounds weird, doesn't it? It's like having an extra head, you know, <laughs> extra money. Who has extra money? Because remember, we are taught by this world to live at capacity. And so what I want us to do today quickly, we're going to look in Proverbs chapter six, verses six, seven and eight. And we're going to look at the principle of the ant. Now, I grew up in Texas. And if you're from an area like I am, I'm not talking about Aunt Betsy. That is technically pronounced aunt. I didn't know that growing up. Um, it's not it's not that kind of an ant. This is the little ant that in Texas we had. There was a, a word before that, the fire ant. You remember those? And those little dudes would ball up together in water. Did you know that would happen? And if you came up in the wrong spot, you were in trouble. I hated fire ants. That's why God let me come here. That's great. We don't have mosquitoes here either. I take that back. In 14 years, I've seen five. I've killed every one of them, so we're okay. So we're going to look at the principle of the ant. Here's what he says. This is Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. Uh, the Bible says that, so I can say that. Jesus was God-man, so he's a little different category. Here's what, here's what Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, says. Go to the ant, O sluggard. I love that. I'm not calling you sluggards. Solomon said it, so I felt like I should go ahead and not cut that out. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without any chief, 
officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. That's the whole passage today. Are you ready? Some of you going, good, because I'm already getting hungry. He says, go to the ant. Solomon says this, and, and this is a, a section in here. Proverbs is full of practical wisdom anyways. But, but this section of really, really everyday practical wisdom. And here's what he says. You need to pattern your, your lives in this way after the ant. Go look at the ant. The ant doesn't have anybody telling them that they have to do this. They don't have a chief and they don't have a ruler. They just do this because God designed them and they're following God's design. She prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. And what he doesn't say here, but what's implied is, and she sets it aside. Now, my dad, I didn't... he was in a grocery business my whole life, and I grew up in the city, but he was a country boy, and I heard this a lot. My dad's little store was next to Green Valley Raceway and just north of North Richland Hills. Kinda, it was out in a pasture back then. It's probably not anymore. And it was a National Hot Rod Association drag strip. They would have the National Hot Rod Association finals there. And so we would have some big weekends in the summertime. And my dad used to say it like this, because, you know, we, man, we would work our little fingers to the bone. And my dad would say, son, you got to make hay while the sun's shining. I'm a city boy, but I knew what that meant. In the winter, our store wasn't that busy. And so we needed to make enough money in the summer to set aside to make up for the winter. And that's what, the, that's what Solomon is saying here. It, it's this idea of setting aside. And that's weird in our culture. That's weird in our economy. We don't learn that. We don't teach that. We're not taught that. But the principle of the ant is one of setting aside. So, so let, me, let me spell that out a little bit more for you. Don't spend everything you make. Now, I know this isn't like deep theological. This isn't something you've never heard before, hopefully. But, but we need to, when, when Solomon says we need to go to the ant and observe her ways, what he's saying is God has created, he has designed it so that we are not to spend everything we make. Our world not only says spend everything you make, but you can even spend more than you make on a regular basis. That's not God's design. That's not the wisdom that we see in God's word. So the principle of the end is to set aside, set aside, set aside. What are you saving for? Nothing. We're setting it aside. Now, I'm not talking about saving up for a car. That's a good thing. I'm not talking about saving up for a guitar. That's even a better thing. I'm, I'm not even talking about saving up for a, a, a new. I thought Keurig was like the really you know Starbucks has this thing called a Verissimo, and it'll make you a caramel macchiato with the foam? Wow. I'm not talking about saving, setting aside, saving up for something. Just the idea of not spending everything you make and setting some aside. And, and I know, I know that, that some of you are going, I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, let me give you a plan. This is something to shoot for. This is something to teach your kids. This is something to help your kids teach your grandkids. I call it a good plan because I'm really wordy like that. I tried to find some pithy way, but 
Sometimes simple is better. So here's a good plan. And it consists of three things. You give, you save, and you spend. Okay? That, can you guys remember three things? Even with my Teflon-coated brain, I can remember usually three things. You give, you save, and you spend. Now, that's not what our world says. You need to know that. Our world says you spend, you spend, and you spend. But a good plan is you give, you save, you spend. So give 10%. That's a Bible thing. It's called a tithe. Tithe means tenth. So you give 10%, right? And then, this isn't actually spelled out in the Bible. The principle's there, but not the percentage. You save 10%. That's a good plan. You give 10%. You save 10%, and then you spend 80%. You live, you learn to live on the 80%. And I know for those of us who have been already living now for a while, that's hard to adjust down to, but here's what we need to know. That's a good thing to shoot for, and it's a good thing to teach our kids and our grandkids how to do. And, and there's an easy way to do it. Dave Ramsey and even Larry Burkett, who's now gone on to be with the Lord, uh, you know, use the envelope system. But, but this is really simple. This is how you can teach your kids and your grandkids. You get them three mason jars. If you don't know what a mason jar is, you probably don't have kids or grandkids. Don't worry about it. Ask somebody who has gray hair and they'll let you know. Three mason jars. And on one of them, you put God. That's the first 10%. On another one, you put savings. That's the next 10%. And on the other one, you put dad. And that's the 80. No, you don't do that. <laughs> You put me, and that's the 80%. And, and when you give them a dollar, give them, don't give them a dollar bill. You give it to them so that they can put a dime in one, a dime in the other, and then they can put the rest of the money in the other one. That's an easy way to do. I had a friend in high school. His parents taught him this. This was crazy. The dude drove a Chevy. No, it was a, a Chevelle. You know what that is? That was like a mate. That was so cool, that car. He drove that, and that guy worked like crazy all summer long and somehow had money all during the school year. Now, his parents told him to give 10% and then the remaining to save half, and then he could spend half. But it's the same principle, give, save, and spend. That we teach. And some of you going, man, that's hard. I'm, I'm just trying to pay what I got. So, so let, me, let me now give you the, the folksy principle. Are you ready? It's the principle of the doggy bag. In, raise your hand if you know what a doggy bag is. Young folks, it's a to-go box is what it is. We used to call them doggy bags. They used to come in bags, didn't they? Before God created styrofoam. Um, and, and here's here's what happens to me. I know there are times I know I can't eat everything there. The other 99% of the time, I know I shouldn't eat everything there. And 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 here's what happens to me. I say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take some of this home. And before I know it, I have munched and munched and munched, and my stomach has been engorged, and I've eaten all but like three bites. And I'm like, well, that's not even worth taking home. Does that happen to you? Well, we, we found out the french fries are always worth taking home because you can combine those, throw some cheese on them, put it in the oven, you got cheesy fries. But anyways, let, let me tell you how you do a doggy bag. Are you ready? What you do is when you order your meal, you ask for a to-go box. 
when you get your meal, I'm thinking hamburger, you cut it in half. Are you with me so far? Let me review because this is complicated. When you order, you get a to-go box. When you get your order, you cut it in half. The third part's really hard. Then you take one half, you put it in a to-go box, and you close it. I know, huh? You want me to review that again? And then, if you're like me, you put your keys on the to-go box so you don't leave it behind. Okay? That some of you... Y'all never leave your to-go box at the restaurant? I do at least half the time. But that's what we need to do with our finances. Is, is immediately we get it, we set it aside. Get it out of sight. Our, our to-go box here would hopefully be a bank, a savings account, something like that. You get it out of sight. You put it aside. What are you saving for? For life. I mean, for life. You're creating margin in your finances. The principle is don't spend everything you make. To learn to set some aside. So that when you see something and you say, you know, uh, we could use that. Uh, for me, it's not usually we could. It's like we need new tires, you know. Um, that you have money for that. When your car breaks down, that you've got money for that. Just the stuff of life. The ant wasn't saving for anything in particular. He just knew that there were going to be times where he wasn't going to, he's going to need a little extra. That's just the way God created him. So set it aside. Here's another cool thing. When you create margin in your finances, you're creating room for God to move so that when God presents an opportunity, you've got it over there. You don't have to say, man, I sure wished I could do that. I, I wish, but, God, you know, got to pay the bills. That you've set money aside. Now, now some people are really cool, and, and they, actually, they actually have that in their budget, and they call that God money. And, and so they've got that, and that's already set aside. That's even different than probably their, their normal savings. But the idea is you give, you say. And then you spend, you learn to live on less than you make. It's not rocket science, but simple doesn't mean it's easy. So how do you start? I closed a little bit too early. Let me tell you how you start. Are you guys ready? Everybody can do this. Everybody. Everybody can do this. You find one thing you can cut. And you start putting that aside. And some of you go on. You don't know my budget. I do too. I know you eat out probably at least once a month. I know that you have, even, even if it's not like my, my deal, for me, you have at least one caramel macchiato once a month, and some of you are laughing to know that I have more than one. Find one you can find, I promise you, one thing. It doesn't have to be big. I'm not saying a dollar amount. You find one thing you can cut and you start to set that money aside. I promise you, if I just did that with caramel macchiatos, I have at least one of those a week. That's $5.50. That's the only magic trick I know. I can turn $5.50 into a caramel macchiato. I just got to go to Albertsons. And then I can make it disappear. I know, two tricks. <laughs> $5 a week. 
we'll, we'll give you some grace. That's $20 a month. We actually have a few extra weeks in a year if you do it like that, but $20 a month. If you set $20 a month aside, at the end, you'd have how many? Of the year? 240. It's, it's not complicated. And you're going, yeah, but that's only $240. Do you have $240 right now that's not claimed? You would. Just $5 a week. You'd have more than that if you really did $5 a week instead of $20 a month. You see what I'm saying? But it takes discipline to set some aside. Set some aside. What's that for? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that I need to live on less than I make. I'm setting some aside. If God prompts my heart, I've set some aside. If I need a tire, I've set some aside. It's going to be more. It'd be two hundred forty dollars. I got one tire a year, maybe. You see what I'm saying? And and I know for some people, if you're living at your capacity, that seems so far out of reach. I promise you, it's not. You just have to start somewhere. Start small. Five dollars a week. I know you can cut five dollars a week out of something. I know you can, because I can. I'm going to start, instead of caramel macchiatos, I get a caramel latte. That's the same thing, only stirred, in case you don't know. Give, save, spend. That's the principle of the ant, to learn to set some aside. So I challenge you this week. Are you ready? You still have the challenge from last week, one hour a day, one evening a week, and one day a month. This builds, by the way. We've got another one next week. So, and then now, besides that, I want you to find one thing. Just find one thing you can cut and start to set that money aside. Can you do that? Some of you are afraid to shake your head. Yeah. Let's pray. God, I, I know that sometimes we get really practical and it just doesn't seem spiritual at all. But Lord, I pray that you would make it spiritual for us. That if we can learn to create margin in our finances, that we're giving you room to move in our finances. And God, I know, uh, I, I know that we have generations that were taught to spend whatever they get and, and even more than they make. And so, God, it's, it's hard that, that that renewing of our mind in that area of our lives is a hard thing to do in practice. But but God, I pray that you just help us just by finding one thing, just one thing that we say, you know what, I can do without that so that I can begin to create margin in my finances. And it's not just so that we can have bank accounts with money in it. It's not just so we can have savings account with money in it. It's that we're creating room for you to move in our financial lives. God, as we do that, I know, I know that you honor that, not that you'll start dumping money on us, but that you, you will be able to begin to move and work through us. And that we can be your instruments, Lord, in this world. And so, Father, I pray that you would give us the courage to do that, to, to take that one small step, to begin to create margin in our finances, and then look for you to move. Wait for you to prompt and then be willing to obey when you do. We pray this in Jesus' name.